Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to The Kelly Green Show. This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run fast. And that's this team. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show on the Eagles Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Football Kelly. As the clock keeps counting down to the NFL draft in Cleveland, I, along with so many of you Eagles fans, have so much anticipation about what's to come and what the 2021 Eagles roster will look like by Saturday evening. My next guest was going to be on the podcast a few weeks ago, but we did the whole rebrand. We had Jalen Hurts on with Gio uh, for the Eagles Unfiltered podcast a few days ago. Um, So I asked her to come back on. Jill, thank you again for coming back on. We're going to get this right. We're going to have a lot of conversations that we touched on in the first one, but then get really into what's going on this week. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. I wanted the listeners to know where to follow you to start off with. So what's your Twitter handle? It's Jill Ann underscore 11. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jill and I had to discuss a couple of things heading into the draft, of course. Uh, One thing that changed since we recorded the first time was the Eagles re-signing Jordan Howard and signing linebacker Eric Wilson. And listeners don't know this, but... We actually said that the biggest positional needs on our first recording was linebacker and running back. And we both picked different players. But I'm curious, when you look at Jordan Howard and Eric Wilson coming to the Eagles, what was your first initial reaction? And do you like the the moves that they made? Um, I do. My first reaction um, with Eric Wilson was, I don't know who this guy is. So I had to look him up. And of course, I asked my son my football guru that lives in my house um (laughs) so I had think I think I had said KJ Wright was who I was looking for um but he's a little older I think he's 31 yeah um still a free agent though just so you know but um Eric's younger but he's not a baby so I think that helps um he's got a few years under his belt um so I I like that move um Jordan Howard I I I don't know, um, because I don't know if his issues when he was here two years ago and then he came back at the end of last season, if that was him, if that was the coaching staff, who knew, you know? So he wasn't super effective. I mean, when he came back last year, even when he came back after his, you know, stinger that lasted most of the season, um, he's a big question mark for me. I like the guy. I like his style. Um, but and he, he knows Miles and you can't, Sanders. You can't doubt. You can't doubt that he was very effective in his first stint in Philly. 
Right. It, yeah, before the mysterious injury. And he worked well. He was a good compliment to Miles Sanders. So hopefully they could kind of pick up on that. Hopefully he's fully healthy now and they could pick up on that and they actually run the ball. Yeah. And I think I, I think both make sense in a, in a way that it makes the team more flexible. They're not um, reaching on any positional needs necessarily in the draft because, oh, we really do need a backup to Miles Sanders. Like we both saw that as a glaring position, like mm-hmm. hole in the roster and linebacker, of course, is still somewhat of a question mark. But right. when you have these guys come in on a lower rate uh, as veterans, then you you have a little bit more flexibility on the board to say, we don't need to address that yet. Um, right. We have somebody that can do the job, you know, potentially on on the roster now. Uh, whereas a few weeks ago, we were looking and saying, you know, who's going to be behind Miles Sanders? At least for now, we can say the possibility that Jordan Howard could be that guy is more of a an answer than we had before. So yep. that makes me feel better about it. And I thought it was funny because it literally happened a few days after me and you discussed right. running back and linebacker. And, <laughs> and it was like all the picks that we could have possibly mentioned of different positional needs, me and you both said running back, linebacker are two things that were glaring on the roster. So um, right. it was funny to see that they did sign two positions and that's who they went with. So they should hire us. I think we know what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're going to get right into a lot of the mm-hmm. things that are on the top of everybody's minds. But I wanted to t- touch on that before we got into everything. Mm-hmm. We're a few days away from a big moment in the trajectory of this team. I mean, if you can get this right, we're going in a positive direction. If you are missing we're going in a negative direction. It's hard right. to it's hard to look at it any other way. I mean, young talent with a new coaching staff coming in, that could be a great recipe for launching this franchise into the future or going backwards. And right. we definitely need to see some productive picks. Uh, are you ready to hear the Eagles are on the clock? Can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I really think that I like, I love the drafts. I love watching the draft as much as I love watching games. It's just, and not just who the Eagles pick. I just love watching who goes where and, and just, Oh, we have to play them this year. This guy's going to be great. You know, I love it. It's, yeah, it's so and, fun. And keeping track of where the NFC East teams are going, especially because the Cowboys and giants are currently right in front of us. Mm-hmm. That will be a big talker, of course, on right. night one. Um, But everything is going to be about, you know, getting the best talent possible where we are picking. And we have 11 picks this year. Yep. I mean, we need to make some really smart decisions here. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I know a lot of fans have the initial negative reaction because they don't have a lot of confidence in Howie. And they're struggling to understand why people would be still excited when we've been let down before. I, yeah, with 11 picks, I mean, you can't go wrong 11 times, right? I mean, if he does, then he should just lose his job on the spot. I mean, <laughs> 11 uh, picks, right. he's got to hit on something, you know, just the odds are in our favor. And I think you brought up a very interesting point because we have so many picks that we can really use it to move up if we wanted a player. Like, he doesn't really have any excuses at this point. He needs no. to be aggressive. He needs to make the right decisions, get the right guys. 
um, for the coaching staff, of course, to fit what they're doing now in Philadelphia versus what they were doing before. Um, but the thing that's most interesting is that we are hearing that the 2022 draft class will be so big because of COVID and all this other stuff. The class will be larger, much more talent, and we'll potentially have three first round picks. If you fail to get the right picks in this year, buddy, there's just no chance that Jeffrey Lurie can give you any more rope. I mean, no. you need to get it right this year or you're not the call, like the de- decision maker next year in any right. in any realm of possibility, in my mind. Agreed. Yeah, no, the pressure is definitely on more so than normal this year. And hopefully um, Jeffrey Lurie will be able to do what needs to be done if necessary. You know? And hopefully he doesn't need to do anything and they right. sh- show that they are, you know, getting the right prospects and they're being developed and all of the things work out well. And, you know, we have a positive 2021. I know a lot of people are a little concerned about next year, but I'm going to stay positive a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, because we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So everybody likes to point the finger. And, and honestly, Howie's the easiest one to do it. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. His well, he's the only he's one, the one left. that signs the paper. Yeah, he's the only one left. So if it, it is messed up and but it could have been he picked these guys and they would have been great. But our player development wasn't any good or, you know, it, it wasn't a good fit with the coaching. Like, you know, who knows if he and Doug had real conversations or could have real conversations about these draft picks. I mean, so, there's so many question marks. And, and we'll get some clarity this year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think this will answer a lot of questions, I think, this year. Definitely. There's and nobody else to blame it on. Absolutely. There's no one left but him. Um, right. So when you are looking at these headlines, I mean, every single day going into the draft week, I, I feel like it happens every year, but mm-hmm. there's potential for a trade up, a trade back. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on. Right. Uh, you don't know what to make of a lot of it. But at this point, what do you make of the headlines? Like, do you think that there is validity to the potential to trade up or trade back? Of course there is. I mean, with 11 picks, you could package things up. Um, I think they're more likely to move up than to move back. I don't see any reason why they would move back. There's so many needs on the team um, that I don't think moving back from 12 would make any sense. Um, But with 11 picks, I could see them packaging some together, like you had suggested when we talked last time about packaging some together to double dip in the first rounds. Right. Um, you know, there's there's things, maybe a couple picks and a player, things like that. I think that we're going to see some players get moved um, okay. off the team, I think, okay. with picks. So I could see them maybe moving up either from 12, like I had suggested, to go up to maybe 10, 9, 8, or well, not 10. 10 and 11, I think that's Dallas. Got to jump over the division. Jump over them to nine. But I think Carolina is probably, they're at eight, right? Right. I think that's the most likely one that would be willing to listen to teams. Okay. Um, just because they got their quarterback. Makes so. sense. All right. Mm-hmm. So, yep, so something will happen. We know that. I know all the headline <laughs> news is kind of frustrating to a lot of people because you don't know what to make of it. And I just no. wanted to address it. Basically, listeners, just you know, keep calm and relax. Like a lot of Mm -hmm. smoke and mirrors going on here and there is potential for anything, just like Jill said. So we're going to stay focused on 12 until otherwise noted. But Mm -hmm. as of right now, my, my, my initial reaction is, yeah, I think we'll stay at 12 and maybe move back into the end of the first round or move up early on day two. Um, if the right player is there, um, but 
are there any players in this draft that you're looking at and saying, it doesn't need to be a first round pick, but is there any guy that you're looking at as a prospect and saying that guy would be made for Philadelphia and that guy could be an Eagle? Okay. People are going to laugh at me. All right. So my daughter goes to West Virginia. So I watched a lot of Mountaineers football this year. Okay. And there are these two brothers on the D line. They're the Stills brothers. And Darius is a senior this year. He could play another year because of the COVID thing. He chose to join the draft. He is an absolute monster on the D-line. Okay. He's young. He's 22. So he could be our backup. He could be another rotational guy. But he's a late-round guy. We need to get younger on the D-line. Right. right. So he would be great. I think that he would be a great value. He's projected, I think, to go in the seventh. Okay. We have three in the sixth and two in the seventh right now. I, I would love, 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 love to see him. I mean, he's an absolute beast. That's a great, that's a great yeah. one. The love one him. that's like easy hanging fruit for me is Asante Samuel. Of uh, course. You know, like <laughs> that just makes so much sense to me. It would feel right. so good to see, you know, I mean, he's already, you know, talking on Twitter. Um, his father is talking about him on Twitter and it would just make so much sense to have that reunion and see yeah. him maybe dawn the 22. I mean, that's an available number. I think maybe possibly I can't keep track. Anymore. I can't yeah. keep track anymore, but <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic. I that would, would be cool. That. Definitely. Uh, and, and you never know what, when he's going to kind of go because people are talking about potential first round, second round. But if, if the, option becomes available for us and maybe it's not the first pick we have but we make it so that he becomes a Philadelphia Eagle that would be really cool yeah it would so do you think that the front office has done their homework on these players and these prospects about handling the pressure that comes with playing in Philadelphia I would hope they hadn't because if they did they weren't very good at it now I don't I don't know like maybe now um, with everything that happens with Carson Wentz and the way that whole thing went down to realize, and I know, I think it was Jalen Rager last year was just really just frustrated on Twitter with, yeah, with he the still fans. is. And, yeah. and yeah, he is. And that's why I haven't like seen a lot, but I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm like he's still, his name's still floating around. I would hope that if they weren't in the past, having that conversation with the coaches, with, um, you know, people that know the prospect, mm-hmm. Not just them, you know, because of course they're going to say, hey, do you think you can handle it? They're going to say, yeah, of course I can. They have to have right. that confidence in themselves. But to speak to the coaches and, and anybody that has worked with them, um, some of these kids from these big, big schools, they have that kind of pressure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see it with, with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he really he's, does yeah, have the blueprint to right. be the toughest guy and take the hits and he doesn't go on social media. Like, I think that's the problem. A lot of right. people go on social media and they take it personally yeah. and we're just going to talk. Like I can't control what other fans say about players. And I understand oh, that anybody's going to have an initial reaction on a first round pick, especially. Um, but we, we actually had uh, an interesting podcast drop today from Take Off with John Clark on NBC uh, Sports Philadelphia. He talked to Andy Weidel and he kind of talked about, you know, making sure a guy is tough enough for Philadelphia. Right. And I w- I'm curious, like he didn't really go into it, but like what would the process even be to find out if a guy was tough enough to play in Philly? Like, right. 
it has to be talking to the people outside of him. It has to be. I mean, yeah. can't figure that out in uh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Can't. Right. <laughs> and uh, as much as I love that, I mean, yeah, there's only so much you can do in a Zoom conference right. call. So exactly. that is the threat that we have right now. We have so much riding on this draft, and we really had a limited access to these guys. So even even Howie, I hate to give him an out a little bit, it's unfortunate that this is the year that he really needs to get it right because there's a lot of teams that are probably going to be wondering about medical. They're going to be wondering about a person's background. They didn't have that access that they had from Combine's past. Correct, yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. going to be a tough – it's going to be a really tough year to get the guys that fit your culture and fit your scheme and all of that perfect. Um, right. But I really want them to be guys that you feel like can handle it, can hack the booing and all the other stuff that goes into being a Philadelphia uh, sports person because it's not easy. No, not at all. <laughs> Not no, easy. No, but yeah, like you said, I mean, and Jalen Hurts is, he's the blueprint. He's hes dealt with it. I mean, look at what he went through in his college career. There's no doubt in my mind that he can handle the booze. He can handle people calling him out, you know. Doesn't but some even of these other him. guys, Right, yeah, not at all. He knows who he is and he's calm. He's dealt with it. He's been through some stuff and he's come out on the other side. Um, but not everybody has had that situation. I mean, we not for nothing. We saw that with, with Carson Wentz. He never really lost. He never. And he's from you know, a he's, small town. He's, yeah. He's, and he's was sheltered and, and, you know, was always kind of the golden child and not, that's not his fault, but he wasn't, um, he hadn't been through some of the things that the would have made scrutiny. it easier for him. Right. Where these kids from Alabama, I mean, anybody that plays at Alabama is pro ready as far as that's concerned. You're so right. You're so right. You know? Yeah, and there's three that are at the top of this class that could be at thirteen, at twelve when we pick. So you look at uh, Jalen Waddle, you look at uh, Smith, you look at Sertain. Those three are top of the list, and yeah, if they're there, you have to think like these guys could potentially handle Philadelphia. Right. I mean, at least that could be a check off mark for for these players. Yeah. One less thing to yeah be concerned about. about yeah right absolutely yeah. uh so there's so much conversation uh about the fact that the eagles have 11 picks at the current moment and that's the most in the league a lot of fans are very skeptical of howie i, I certainly am and for good reason uh people have their concerns about him but if we were able to land just one stud what position would you hope he plays and why cornerback I'm Corner. so with you for sure poor Darius Slay I mean he he can't do it all he just yeah. he can't and he's been you know what is Avante Maddox is what our, our number two I, I, I really just Avante have a, Maddox, I just have but... a question mark at CB2 because I don't even feel comfortable putting him on the outside even three, exactly and that that was what I was just about to say like we need somebody on the other side uh, across from Slay yeah so. I'm sick Absolutely. of watching quarterbacks just pick the other guy, like just pick away at the other side of the field, away from Darius. Right. I mean, we can't win that way. We just no. can't win that way. And if you get one player out of this draft, even if the, even if we just keep the expectations really low, like that kind of level, um, 
if we just got one stud lockdown cornerback, that like this would be a successful draft in my opinion. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I I've been waiting for lockdown corners on both sides of the field. I've been waiting for a lockdown corner. We got Darius Slay, and then I was like, we need another one. Right. Like, we it just you need to have that kind of talent in a passing league like we're currently seeing in in the NFL. Especially our division too. Absolutely. I mean, look at who is in our division at wide receiver. Yep. Oh, like, I, yeah. <laughs> I looked at him like, this is depressing. It's depressing. Yeah, you got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Gallup on Dallas. And they've always kicked our butts to yeah. begin with. They don't even, burn, they don't even have to us. add a receiver. You know, but then you got the Giants. They got Galladay. Yeah. And you got Curtis Samuel going to Washington on top of who they already had. McLaurin right. kills us every time we see him. So, and yeah, he didn't I, have much out. I, uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right. The threat is there without even the talent at quarterback. So that's absolutely concerning. Yeah. Exactly. So we need cornerback. That's mm-hmm. the top thing that I would love to get. I mean, I I know so many fans are praying and begging for a quarterback, uh, a wide receiver, early on. I understand that urge, but again, right. there is talent to be developed on the roster currently and I have a question mark at CB2 like it's just that's the only way that I'm looking at it at this moment like it's yeah it's an open position right now there's nobody there because yeah Avante Maddox can't be it and I love the guy I think he's very good plays with Mm -hmm. a ton of heart but he's not he's not number two he can't be right and he's more so pushing towards like nickel safety at this point like he just can't he can't play outside and that's okay like yeah he was a fourth round pick and i thought he was pretty serviceable for the most part of his young career yeah he stepped up and and did what they needed him to do to the best of his ability but Mm -hmm. you can't expect more out of a player than they're able to give right when they're not in the position they need to be yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so I'm going to play a little bit of a game with you at this moment. Mm-hmm. Over and under draft okay. edition, okay? Okay. Will the Eagles draft a class over eight players or under eight players? I'm going to go with over, but barely over. So like nine? I'm thinking like nine. Yeah, I think they might package up a couple to okay. move around. So not too much moving, though. No, no, I don't think so. Because, I mean, they're pretty well spread out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we got a ton in the sixth round, but that's, you know, that's good for depth pieces, which you need anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty well spread out. We got, yeah. So I, this I is going to really be a maybe... hefty class. It is. It's going to yeah. be a big class, which is nice. They need it. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, for sure. We need as many bodies in the chairs as we can get. Yeah. Absolutely. Will there be over one player? Or under one player trade it during the draft from the Eagles roster. Gosh. <sighs> Can I just pick one? I, I'm going to go with the over on that one too. Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. at least two, maybe? I think probably two. Yeah. Two with the okay. first. Like, one or two. But yeah, so I'll take the over since that takes one or the other. Okay. But yeah, I think Zach Ertz will probably be packaged and um, possibly Dillard. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so will over 75% of the fan base love or will under 75% of the fan base love the Eagles first round pick selection on night one? 
I'm going to go under. <laughs> <laughs> under, absolutely under. What just a realist. We're not picking at six. And I yeah. think people are immediately just not going to like whoever we get at, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12, whatever we get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's definitely fair. under. But you never know if, if uh, Chase and Pitts go before six, mm-hmm. that could change things a little bit. Like if, right. If Cause that's the who Falcons everybody wanted. took Pitts and then the Bengals took Chase, which is a possibility. That, yeah. I mean, that would maybe turn people a little bit more positive. Don't you think? True. Yeah, because the guys were off the board that we, they wanted anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You never so, know. Let's, let's, and then let's, again, it depends. Let's if hope they most up. people like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I have my I have my hopes up, so, you know, we'll see. Right. I always get my hopes up, and then a player I love ends up going to another team, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, um, last year. Yeah, that was yeah, me that last was a year bummer. just staring. And I'm <sighs> like, oh, no, CeeDee Lamb's gone. And then I was like, oh, my God. And all of a sudden, I'm like, we're getting Justin Jefferson. And we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and i like working. rager i believe in him but it, yeah i wanted justin Jones. we we all felt that <laughs> we all felt that for sure okay yeah. so will the eagles draft over three defensive backs or under three defensive backs that's a hard one i mean if they took two cornerbacks and one safety that's three there that's three yeah yeah, yeah so probably over okay yeah I mean, I think that they'll potentially get four, but I you think know. So. definitely at least two corners for sure. You're okay. right. Two corners and a safety is the bare minimum. So yeah, I'll go with the over on that one. Okay. Well, thank you for playing on that one. <laughs> We're going to look forward to the next season after the draft, because there is some players on this team that still have potential to build what they've been doing in Philadelphia of the players on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Who do you foresee, if anyone, having a breakout season in 2021? Okay. And why? I'm going to give you two. I'm going to go with the obvious Love it. one. Okay. Um, the most obvious one is Jalen Hurts. Okay. Honestly. I, I love think it. Him having a full offseason with these guys, um, Knockwood, the O line stays healthy. Okay. I think we're really going to see him get more comfortable back there and really see who he is and you know see why they drafted him and having an off season won't hurt you know having right. an actual he's... off season will potentially help a lot yeah and he's i mean he's training you see the stuff he's out there in his mind he's the starter absolutely in his as it should be um so i think yeah he's but he's the most obvious answer to me the person that i want to see break out is Kayvon wallace Okay. I loved him coming out of Clemson. I was so excited to have him on the team. And he just, if he did play a lot, I'd be surprised. Like, I don't remember seeing him a ton besides special teams. And with the amount of injuries we had, he should have been on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was a lot of questionable um, starters, I think, last season. Definitely. And when you have people like... Yeah, like when you have Gary in the middle of your defense, it, it makes everything else look like crap. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's fair to say you were next to this guy and he didn't know what he was doing and never in place. So right. It's hard to say. Yeah. yeah looking All right. Away I from like the play your answers. Running. I have yeah. two different answers. Can you believe wow. it? Okay. So mine are Dallas Goddard. Okay. Yeah. I think that he's going to. He's got, coming up on his contract year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, with Ertz potentially being traded in the coming days, uh, he's got to be the guy. And we've seen Sirianni's offensive scheme really kind of tout the tight end position. Right. So if he's able to stay healthy and, you know, Jalen Hurts is kind of able to use him when, you know, kind of eating up the middle of the field, that guy can use his body to yes. create more yards after the catch. Um, he falls forward and picks up three or four yards, just falling. Yeah. 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 He's, so yeah. I, I see that potential in him. I, see that. I I would love that to happen. That's like my dream situation for sure. Um, and this one is like an under, I've said it a couple of times, but I feel like it's like an under the radar type of decision that I just keep saying. So people will make fun of me if it doesn't happen. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, Derek Barnett. I think okay. he is in his fifth year option right now. And people were pissed that we were paying him the 10 million hit. And I felt comfortable with it. I was like, I think he's going to be a great player. And I think that it was, you know, uh, BG, who we almost lost to the Giants in free agency. Mm-hmm. And, like, imagine if he left, like, before he really got going. Like, this guy right. could really come on as he's developing and developing. And this could be the year that he breaks out. And I would love that's like my pipe dream is Dallas Goddard and Derek Barnett. And if those two are able to come on strong, then we right. could see the older young talent stepping up. And I would love that to happen. Right. Because he's, I mean, even though, like you said, he's going in his fifth year, he's not even 25 yet. Yeah. He's and he's young. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he came in young and yeah. Yeah. I like him. I mean, he, when he's on the field, that I think that was the biggest issue with knock him on him injuries. yeah yeah um he yeah you, you see him you notice him mm-hmm. he's not and one he, of those guys and he just... he caught a, a fumble that was pretty significant in a Super Bowl once and I, I'm always just kind of like partial to that right well that yeah that get, <laughs> gets you some brownie points yeah for sure in my opinion it gets you all the oh, yeah. all the brownie points Right. All right, so thank you so much for coming on to the show, Jill. I had such a fun time talking with you tonight. I think a lot of people are getting excited about this draft. We're anticipating it like crazy. So please, listeners, subscribe to the Eagles, uh, the Kelly Green Show on the unfiltered Eagles Unfiltered podcast. I'm still getting down the podcast name. <laughs> we have the Jalen Hurts episode with Geo on the Eagles Unfiltered podcast. So definitely check that one out. It will put a smile on your face, guaranteed. And fly, Eagles, fly. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.